Everyone has an interesting story to tell, and I want to share them with the world. I am your host, Mr. Minigolf, and this is my show, Par for the Course. Last time on Par for the Course, we heard from Tom Loftus, a.k.a. Mr. T., of a couple of putts, a mini golf blog. This week, we're hearing from Aaron Kaminsky, aka El Presidente, and the founder of O Street Mini Golf. Aaron was also a contestant on season two of Holy Moly, and his episode airs tonight, August 6th at 8 7 Central on ABC. Tune in to Par for the Course to hear all about Aaron, and then tune in to watch Holy Moly tonight. The sponsors of this episode for Par for the Course are Night Sports USA the creators of the fantastic Night Sports 7-color Spectrum light-activated golf ball, which changes the night game of golf and mini-golf alike. Another sponsor of the show is Swingtime Germantown, my favorite mini-golf course in all of Wisconsin. Experience it for yourself and be amazed. Our next sponsor is Jackpot, the traveling and charitable mini-golf hole-in-one skills contest where you always putt for dough. Lastly, we have minigolfreviews.com, one of the largest mini golf websites in the world with tons of great mini golf content. With over 5 million views to date, will you be part of the largest mini golf empire out there? Now, on to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Par for the Course. I'm your host, Mr. Mini Golf. I know it's been a while, but it's been a pretty busy summer season for mini golf. So, uh, but we're back at it. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Uh, you'll know him as El Presidente, um, but his given name is Aaron Kaminsky from O Street Mini Golf, and uh, I'd like to welcome Aaron to the show. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carl. Absolutely. So basically, uh, I want to hear all about Aaron, and I know my listeners do too, and also about O Street Mini Golf because uh, the O Street Mini Golf Group, uh, if you haven't found them on social media, you definitely haven't used the hashtag Mini Golf before because they are everywhere. Um, and he's, Aaron's doing a very good job uh, leading that organization and working with all those guys out there, uh, Evan and Rudy and others, um, to really grow their group and, and really share Mini Golf with the world. But I'd like uh, Aaron to kind of introduce where he wants to share his story and uh and everything about that. So awesome. Aaron, take it away. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I guess I should really start way back. Um, you know, my, my dad, Edward, met my mother, Lisa, and then they got together. You know, let's fast forward, actually. It's, it's boring. Yeah, we uh, have to keep this uh, PG. Within right. a time frame. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> birds and the bees, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward to, you know. Uh, Kids, ask your parents about what that means. So. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, so I... Um, I always grew up playing Mintergraf. I grew up in Ocean City, New Jersey, and we're so privileged to have a ton of miniature golf in such a small little area. Um, Ocean City is an island. It's a sure destination for the tri-state area, mostly for Philadelphia, even for New Yorkers coming down to Atlantic City to gamble. And Ocean City actually has 12 miniature golf courses in its town alone not including all the miniature golf off the island and on the surrounding barrier islands going south down to Cape May or going up to LBI, Seaside, so on and so forth. So needless to say, there's a ton of miniature golf. And 
how I got started in kind of O Street, the beginnings, uh, we would go as kids on the Ocean City Boardwalk and uh, hang out, go on all the rides, and eventually you've done everything. Maybe there's a new thing and you've done that a bunch of times, the, the summer premieres. But the one thing we always gravitated towards was miniature golf. And we would play Dare Mini Golf for countless years where the loser of our group would have to do something embarrassing, um, either if it was you know, eating pizza with sand on it or pulling a trash can and putting it in the middle of the boardwalk and having to jump in it. Um, just, you know, embarrassing things you just don't want to do in public. So um, similar to like uh, the punishments for like impractical jokers. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. exactly. Right. Um, and, you know, on the Ocean City Boardwalk, chances are we're not going to see anybody, you know, that we really um, will see ever again. People are coming down in the masses. So uh, it was something fun that we did every summer. And um, at some point, I decided to kind of change that, flip it, and turn it into a Mendrakoffley. And my sports background, I actually swam about 10 years of my life, um, traveling all over the Mid-Atlantic region to swim. Uh, I walked on uh, at Drexel, which was a D1 school, and I swam there for one year. Unfortunately, I got cut. They brought in too many damn breaststrokers, but uh, it was my time anyway to go. Uh, and when that happened, I didn't really have that uh, something to fill my competitiveness. Uh, I, I just swimming was a huge part of my life, and I didn't know what to kind of do from there. I was DJing a lot on the weekends and uh, started a small little DJing business and worked for a bunch of different companies. But for sports, I, I didn't have that... Uh, something to fill with. So O Street Mini Golf kind of came about. And really before we just recently rebranded the O Street Mini Golf, it was the OGA or the O Street Golf Association Tour, which is a bit of a mouthful. But um, we, we I, I got all my group of friends. I'm like, hey, do you, do you, you guys want to have a tournament all season long? So it's a 10-game season where we compete on um, 10 of the courses in, in Ocean City. And you get points depending on your placement. So first place, you get 10, second place, you get seven, third place, you get five, four, three, two, one, all the way to seventh place. And, um, we got trophies. We would have, uh, I think our, our first one, I got the big check at the, for the championship. And, uh, I think we were still underage and then we got a room at the house of blues when it was around at one of the cool suites. And, uh, we just kind of went all out baller status and uh, that really, like, everyone had a great time. It was fun. Um, so as the years progressed, we, we, kept, we kept doing it. But unfortunately, you know, our group of friends growing up, you know, some people move away, maybe lose interest, start getting married, having kids, things like that. So it ended up being, the you know, three amigos. Myself, Evan, and Rudy were the last ones really kind of playing. Um, and for me, kind of keeping it going as much as possible. Um, we... Always had a YouTube page. We had our winter classics where we would play in the snow and, and do fun things like that. And I think I had a GoPro and would record that. But it wasn't until my senior year at Drexel, I was studying entertainment and arts management, and I needed to find some type of senior project to do. And I had all these ideas, and, and our professors weren't uh, proving anything. And then I said, I'm like, hey, I got a mentor golf league. Can I film that? Can I create a web series? And they were like, that's a great idea. I'm like, Really? Uh, oh, sure. Cool. Well, I'll do that. So uh, my cousin was going to school for film and uh, I hired him and his, uh, his friends as a film crew. 
and we filmed our whole entire 2015 season, which was, uh, was pretty crazy. And we had a lot of different twists or themes to the games where like a game, everyone would get an advantage or a disadvantage to use on somebody else. Um, it, just a lot of different things that made it fun. And, uh, slowly tore my friend, my group of friends apart or at least having them hate and trick off because we had what was so dynamic about our friends is our uh just different personalities and how we either got along clash but whatever it was it brought us together maybe it was miniature golf that kind of was that glue but um just those personalities were perfect for quote reality tv or a web series maybe not so much for like friendships after the fact but uh it was interesting to uh, to document all that. And that's really where I, I was thinking, yeah, I, I want to continue this on. So um, I was editing pretty much all the footage myself. And, and that took a while. And I'm still editing stuff that we're finally putting out on our Patreon page. But it wasn't until I heard about Holy Moly that kind of... I don't know, uh, motivated me to, to get out there and do a little bit more. Um, Evan got on the show our first season, which was amazing. As much as I wanted to be on it, it was still cool to kind of experience that um, stepping back and watching everything unfold, going out to California with them. And we started filming courses in California and Las Vegas. And when we got back, that was just me, like, just grinding away filming videos, editing them, filming them, editing them to the point where I think we have over a hundred videos now and slowly getting our views and subscribers, uh, just that's slowly growing as well, which is amazing. Um, but as cool as it was being watching Holy Moly, I finally got to compete on Holy Moly, which my episode airs today. It's going to be at, uh, on ABC at eight o'clock Eastern time, seven o'clock central and uh, I, I'm so pumped. But as, as a miniature golfer, like, that is one of the biggest stages, if not the biggest stage for miniature golf. Now, as you know, it's not a regular game of miniature golf. It's, oh, you know, absolutely not. Yeah. sudden death, one hole. Like, I keep thinking about that. Like, you and I play a miniature golf game. 18 holes, you know, you're going to win a few holes, I'm going to win a few holes, and then we're going to have our winner. But to play one hole, one single hole, and like that's that's insane. It's it's not a real miniature golf tournament, but it's definitely an amazing experience. So, um, I think it was after our, uh, filming our web series back in 2015 that I found out about the professional world of miniature golf, which really really interested me. I was uh, working for I think I was doing an internship in New York. I was reading the New York Times, and I. I'm reading the paper and I see Brad Lebo, which at the time I have no idea who this guy is, but a legend, a legend in the Minecraft community. And uh, they just had their U.S. Open in uh, in New Jersey, and I'm like, I, I, I just missed this. But hold on, I'm doing this. I'm running a league, and there's a professional circuit going on. Like, how do I not know this? So I uh, I booked a trip to. Uh, Myrtle Beach that year and it was in October I think I found out in the summertime and I ended up canceling it because I had a midterm for a calculus class which I hated calculus it just never clicked for me and uh, I'm like no I can't go the responsible things to do the tests and uh, not miss it um, 
well, I didn't go and I didn't pass the, te- the test. So I'm so happy that I, uh, I missed out on my first year, but went the following year with Rudy and uh, we've been pretty much going ever since and just made so many great friends and got to play in such a high caliber, caliber tournament that um, it, it, it's like no other. I mean, I mean, I swam, like I mentioned, my whole life, and I've been into uh, stressful situations uh, in terms of, you know, competitive aspect. And the Masters is, is, is nothing like anything I've, I've done. It's just grueling 12 rounds over the span of three courses in three days it's just it's a beast of a tournament you're playing and, with the and it's best intimi- in the world yeah it's intimidating because they are the best in the world i mean we we know plenty of people from around the round around the world too you know richard mm-hmm. godfrey from the united kingdom and yep. alan cox from australia but i mean it's just it's crazy that uh you get all those people in one place and mm-hmm. they're competing against each other. And like, you know, everyone always says, Hey, I'm pretty good at mini golf. Yeah. When, but like, until you actually see the best people in the world, you have no idea. Like it's insane. And then just trying to, they, they have like notebooks of, uh, upon notebooks of information. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I don't hit this line exactly here, I'm screwed or, or things like that. It's just yep. it's insane. Uh, the, the Bradley Bow Bible is, 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 is infamous. I mean, just knowing every single break of every hole, it's, it's, it's insane. They have decades of knowledge on these courses. But uh, it's funny that you mentioned them. Like, oh, yeah, everyone can win. Like, purse is $20,000. I think 30th place gets like $150. I got this. No, 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 no. Going down there that first year, I was like, oh, God. But uh, no, I think my best placement was 23rd or 24th at the U.S. Open uh a few years ago so i, I actually won money so I'm technically now a professional venture golfer but uh just being able to have that placement in a international tournament was uh just humbling and and i was so honored by it and after swimming my whole life miniature golf is literally my best sports accolade i i, I talk about that more than you know something i've done for almost half my life now but uh no, it's it's a it's a cool experience, and and what we're trying to do right now with uh, with O Street Mini Golf is just get the word out, um, not only about what we do, but about miniature golf in general, the professional world, and, and getting more people to sign up. And uh, it's slowly working locally at our leagues. We're averaging, I think, about twenty five people a, a game, which is great. Um, I think last year we had our most, and this year it's easily going to break it. And we're having like amazing, amazing putters coming to play. So, you know, I've won a, a good amount of the years, but I'm okay with losing if, if our caliber is stepping up and we're uh, getting to play with new, better people because it's only going to make you better. And, uh, and ultimately it prepares us for the Masters in October. So it's, uh, it's all good. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm exciting doing this podcast with you and, and everyone that we've met at Holy Moly. Um, even, even Tom, Rob and Randy from, from last year when we went out for Evan, but it's, um, I think it's only good things for ourselves and for the miniature golf community to, uh, to work together, to spread the word about, you know, something fun that everyone can do, no matter your age, where you come from, um, your build, it doesn't matter. Um, if you practice, you will be good. So. 
Yeah, it's like something I always say, like, well, one, um, this is the only sport I can be a professional athlete and have a body <laughs> type like mine. That's, <laughs> I love saying that because it, it really makes, like, the people that are, like, oh, so swollen and everything, it really gets yeah, right. grinds their gears a little bit. But also, I mean, yeah, exactly what you said. Anybody from any age, any demographic can play. It, that's why when you go to a course, you'll see grandparents taking their grandchildren. You yeah. see that whole age gap that could be – 60 70 80 years apart and everyone's having a good time and the 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 toddler can make a hole in one just as easily as the grandparents can exactly and that's what that's what's great about it and you know i think we were we we're kind of in a lull for the mini golf industry probably for the last 20 years or so mm-hmm. but i think now is the time that it's going to be making the comeback i know yeah. holy moly has definitely helped make it more mainstream everybody's like oh this is the greatest show ever um, and you know, part of that is because of, uh, contestants like ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if people continue to be patrons for these miniature golf courses, they're going to want bigger and better stuff too. They're going to expect that caliber of Holy Moly. So it's getting people excited about mini golf, like you and me, where we're trying to think of how to change that industry, make it better, make it bigger. So, you know, we can enjoy this for many, many years to come. So it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see what happens in within even the next decade of oh, the for sure. world. I mean, if I, I'm a big fan of ska music, and I, I used to be in a ska band growing up. It's like the fourth wave of ska. Like, it, 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 there's always these waves of different things, you know, new people and new generations. And I think we're definitely going to be that uh, new generation of miniature golfers if it's the skins tournaments uh, that we talked about in the mm-hmm. past and then getting those back up and running. Um, but just getting people excited for miniature golf. And um, I, we, we also have so many tools at hand. I mean, the fact that we're just doing this podcast, which, um, you know, technically is being, you know, streamed through Zoom, which, uh, you know, we can all connect that way. But I mean, I'm, I'm closer with some of my miniature golf uh, friends than I am with my friends that live in New Jersey or, or close by. It's, it's kind of kind of crazy that you know we have friends all over the world and that we're in close contact with, um, even if we haven't even met some of them. I mean, I finally met Alan Cox from Australia last year at the Masters, and we've we've all I, I feel like the whole miniature golf community is a big fan of Alan and what he's done. But it's uh, it's cool when you actually can meet somebody. Like when you and I ran into each other on Holy Moly, I didn't even know you were competing, and like you had this whole yeah, yeah nobody could tell anybody. So yeah, exactly, like, exactly. How would we even know, yeah. And we connected, I think, prior to that, like a few months, if mm-hmm. not longer, um, just liking each other's stuff, and uh, it, it's just cool to be able to do that and then collaborate on a lot of different things, like putt pledges and and. Our, this podcast and you know hopefully we'll get you in one of our mini golf uh street videos as well so challenger approaching you yes will. yeah yes yeah i mean there's there's so much fun stuff and and cool things that we will be doing it's just you know it's been a challenge i think for not just the mini golf industry but all industries during everything with covid mm-hmm. but yeah. um you know it we will bounce back and and it's just getting people to be a little bit more creative and and now that things are opening up like uh, like you guys are able to now get out and do tournaments and leagues in your area. I know for the longest time, New Jersey was one of the most uh, strict yeah. lockdown places. And, um, and now you guys are kind of opening up again. I mean, you know, obviously there's always going to be that concern for mm-hmm. 
the next year, two years, five years, who yeah, knows how long. But, you know, that doesn't mean that people can't move forward and, and continue on living because there's got to be some forward momentum. You can't just stand still. No, for sure. And, and listen, everyone is – it's a polarizing time in so many different ways and, and you know, by yeah, a, a small topic being masks and, you know, whatever you choose to do in terms of protective gear – during the pandemic, um, you know, I think you still have to live your life. You know, um, I, I've been on the other side of the spectrum where I've been super cautious. Like I don't grow, I only go grocery shopping like once every six weeks. Like it's, it's that serious for me. Um, and then I know other people that are more lackadaisical and, and that's their prerogative, you know, no judgment there, but you know, for our mentor golf league, we've tried our best to accommodate both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, follow the rules of our, you know, local um, municipalities, the, um, the state as well, mandating, you know, different things um, and, and, and still having a good time, still having fun, even if we have to, you know, social distance. And uh, I think the key words adapt. And you mentioned not just the miniature golf community, but other industries. Um, I, I, the, I'm the entertainment manager over at Hard Rock in Atlantic City, which is a, a casino hotel, but also, we have a 5,000 plus person music venue, another 2,000 plus, uh, well, a little less than 2,000 um, seat theater, and then five non-ticketed stages throughout the property. So it's like a festival pretty much every single day, but we're not doing anything um, for the you know foreseeable future until something really changes. And uh, it's something I know Hard Rock has to adapt and for myself as well. So I, right now, it's it's the silver lining is that I get to play a, a ton of miniature golf and, and take little road trips and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. I would love to go back to work and have some, uh, some security, but mm-hmm. you got to make the best of it as much as possible. And um, I know a lot of people mentally are struggling with staying home and hopefully they're get, able to get out and do more things and, and still be safe at the same time. But I think we have to adapt and we have to find the things that make us happy. And uh, for me, that's when you're off. Yeah, same for me. So yeah. we're on the same page there. So um, everybody uh, make sure you tune in tonight for Holy Moly on ABC. See how Aaron does. Uh, I think you'll be uh, delighted to see the showing that he has for us. Uh, he's definitely a high caliber mini golfer. And like I said, uh, like he said, he's also uh, a, a tuned athlete uh with his swimming career so i'm sure there's going to be some great uh splashes for us there on the show because uh, sure. there's a lot of water people and it is <laughs> chilly um also you can check out aaron uh and the rest of the group uh for the o street mini golf group uh they're on instagram facebook twitter everywhere basically that yeah go uh, on you youtube hit that subscribe yeah. button oh yeah there you go and um, I'm also yeah. going to be putting uh, Aaron and of uh, the O Street page on the Par for the Course website, so you'll be able to check that out. I'll be updating for a bunch of other people as well on there. Um, so it's good to finally be back with the show, um, getting some episodes out there, and having all you listeners have something to enjoy. So um, want to thank Aaron for being on the show, and don't forget to uh, listen to uh, his special Holy Moly episode after the the season of Holy Moly is done. Yes. So. Um, thanks for being on the show, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Carl. And that's all the time we have for today. Don't forget to check out the guest profiles for each of our guests uploaded on Fridays 
on the Par for the Course Business Podcast website. Tune in next week to hear another great episode of Par for the Course with another great guest and me, Mr. Minigolf. The Par for the Course podcast is a Mr. Minigolf production. Music was produced by Donald Alford II.